Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Turner, you doing okay over there, mister? Okay, it's one of those days. Well, you know, um, before you get too comfortable over there, Bradley Trainer, we got to get the Cobra Gang together because there's some Britney news we got to disassemble. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double with the Cobra Gang. If you've got the Jody, who's Jody? Who's Jody? You asked. Well, that's the uh, reason we're talking about Britney Spears at the start of today's show because a judge has just confirmed Jody as the new conservator for Britney Spears. Jody, by the way, is none other than Jody Montgomery. So the appointment we talked about last week was made official in LA on Monday, where a judge appointed this Jody character, whom mm-hmm. we'll get to in just a moment. Uh, after, you'll remember, Britney's father, mm-hmm. Jamie Spears, formally requested to relinquish control of the conservatorship temporarily. Now, there are a couple reasons for that. One that we think is real, the other one which was given. The given reason is, I have health issues. Mm-hmm. Most people who've paid attention to this story, really just us, believe likely that um, he stepped back from the conservatorship amid an investigation into an assault he uh, perpetrated against one of Britney's children. Mm-hmm. So it seems a little odd to have the guy who's allegedly assaulting her kids be in charge of her life, right? So that was why we thought he was stepping aside temporarily through the end of January. Well, when he steps aside, somebody then has to take his place. And that's where this Jody character comes in. And that is the reason why there was sort of an, there was an emergency hearing or, or they expedited a hearing that met yesterday Uh to appoint the new conservator while he, quote, temporarily steps down due to, again, health reasons, which incidentally, the same health reasons did not prevent him from uh, running the conservatorship while she was making a ton of money during her Vegas residency. Yeah. Yeah. No. So this is why we suspect there's a little bit of uh, smelly shenanigans and and tomfoolery. Skullduggery. But let's get back to who this Jody is. So the story today is this Jody character is now uh, the conservator for Britney Spears. That's a big deal because it's a big deal. It's not a big deal. Here's why it's a big deal. It's a big deal because this is the first person other than her dad who has had formal control over basically 
her entire life. And by that, I mean very micromanaging. We can talk about that in a moment. Essentially, that's the that's why it's a big deal. The reason I think it might not really be a huge deal is that I imagine the father is still behind the scenes because he he has a relationship with this Jody character. This Jody character, who we can talk about in just a moment, is not someone that the court was just like, hey, let's bring you in over here from out of the blue and put you in charge of Britney's um, life. In fact, she has been involved with Brittany for at least the last year in a different role as her care manager. And that um, deals with like her health care. And, you know, this last year has been kind of dicey, um, mm, questionable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, she uh, technically her role has been to assess Brittany's needs, communicating them with healthcare professionals. So she's kind of this go between Things like, you know, whatever the medical treatment is, medications itself, any other services. She also is the one who has been con- in control of uh, Brittany's medical records, managements, or excuse me, manages uh, the payments for those um, and coordinates like insurance. So this Jody character has already been in this role working side by side or at least in support of uh, Jamie Spears as the conservator. Here's why that is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Tell me. Well, I mean, it's fascinating because it means that essentially she's still going to continue the status quo as as far as the conservatorship is concerned. Yeah. Like she's not nothing. In, in other words, nothing really is going to change just by Jamie Spears stepping down. Yeah, exactly. So you can imagine that they have a relationship, Jamie and Jody, Jamie and Jody, JJ, as they like to call themselves, Mm -hmm. they're a tag team. They're not really going to do anything. Um, He's just not going to be the public face of the conservatorship while this investigation goes down so that he doesn't give the court a reason to remove him permanently. Exactly. Right? Because there goes his income. Although, can we just double back a little bit and remember what I just told you about what Jody has been responsible up to this point dealing with? All of her medical stuff. Mm. Mm, mm. I think the face you're making mm. is indicating that there may be something related to mm. uh, the story that we reported yesterday was that late in August, her doctor, who actually oversaw her entire treatment, mysteri- nope, not mysteriously, I'm going to add mysteriously, but suddenly died of a brain aneurysm. I would like to add mysteriously. At the age of like 40-something, 48. Just before a critical evaluation before the court is to be made. Yes. Meaning that giving the court has asked for a review of what her care has been, roughly speaking. Mm-hmm. And before that case happened, the guy who's been in charge of her care suddenly disappeared. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy Grace. Dan, I want you to know that... I want you to think about if that evaluation had been critical in any way or is critical in any way mm-hmm. of the, the medica- forces that be. Yes. And those forces that be are Jamie Spears, the father, the conservator mm-hmm. and Jody Montgomery. Wait a minute. Jody Montgomery, who was managing her care. Who is she now? She's the conservator. She's the conservator. Yeah. So these people who have had the most control over Britney Spears' life, hello, Yeah. for the last however many years, 
are suddenly faced with the possibility that an evaluation will come from an actual medical doctor that could be critical of the way that these lay people... I'll stop doing that. These lay people, <laughs> yeah. but I'm trying to bring emphasis to this conversation, yes. um, have adjudicated her medical care. It's a big word for what I'm saying is they could have been doing things behind the scenes, like forcing her to take medication, not take medication, um, you know, psychologically preventing her from yes. dealing with things in a way that the medic, the medical professionals could be like, yeah, that's not helpful. Because the medical professionals that you're referring to are the independent medical professionals that have been called on to evaluate the terms of the conservatorship and the necessity of it and evaluate the care she'd been given. And so, yes, if there is a person who may be, uh, who may have been, you know, in, implicated as having done something maybe not entirely above board and it was going to reflect at all upon the conservatorship. Mm. Mm. It might again, Jessica Fletcher reporting for duty. I'm just saying there's motive McFly. Well, there, the you, call is coming that from inside is the, the motive. house. So for yesterday, we asked the question, what would a motive be? Cause we pondered yesterday, you brought to the table, the story about how the guy died mm-hmm. mysteriously. And it's like, well, okay. People die mysteriously every day. What what could there possibly be in the way of a motive for why you'd off somebody? Now, to be sure, we are clearly very highly informed, educated, thoughtful, justice-believing people. Mm-hmm. Who watch a lot of Set television and read some stuff. <laughs> Set that aside. I've been watching the last six seasons of Downton Abbey. And when somebody gets in your way, you come up with a scheme behind the scenes below stairs to make them go away. I'm just saying that I want you to, again, just think about these three points, Kelly. Mm -hmm. We are headed towards this like moment before the court where the court is going to decide whether or not the people in charge of Brittany's care for the last few years have been doing the right thing because there is some question as to the, you know, by all accounts, there is a notion that people like Lynn Spears, that is Jamie's mom, mm-hmm. and Kevin Federline. You mean Brittany's mom? Mm-hmm. What did I say? Jamie's Kev, mom. Jamie's mom. Yeah. There's so many Jamies and Lynn's and Kevin's. It's true. Anyway, Brittany's mom mm-hmm. has been trying to have a greater role, some would say take control, more control, of Brittany's life than she has. Yep. We can also assume that Kevin has been trying to do the same thing. So if you think that these two are then pushing the court to give them more control or to at least question the veracity and the necessity of the conservatorship, which is what we've been saying since this podcast brought this to our attention earlier this year, that something is not right with the 30 something year old woman having this level of a conservatorship. And by the way, there's a lot of money involved. Mm -hmm. Something doesn't smell right here. Mm -hmm. So just as they're, finally going to have their day in court <gasps> what i know two suddenly, things happen. suddenly her dad takes a back seat yep and the doctor croaks disappears and the woman Bye. who's been in charge of her medical situation uh-huh. is now running things i know i mean have you not seen every this season of american movie. horror story this is a lifetime they movie. are plotting okay so now i realize we are on a pier of um conspiracy that very few people have walked all the way down but sounds like a good story to me i would green light that on on fx yes uh, yes and we might
All I'm saying is something <laughs> smells. Yeah. And I can smell it over here. What do we, okay, so I, see, here's the thing about this is like, I want to know, is anybody else asking these questions? Like, I have not heard any buzz. It seems logical that you'd be asking questions. Is anybody else in the world of pop culture I think so, because, for example, TMZ says the evaluation could be, the evaluation is that medical evaluation yep. we've been talking about. They, I mean, they're the ones that walked me down this pier. Um, the evaluation could be critical of Jamie's stewardship, and if so, could open the doors for Kevin and Lynn and or Lynn to launch a challenge. Okay, so, like, that's TMZ. Saying I just, that. So this is where I want to say to the judge who's in charge, knock, knock, put in head. Do you need this pen? Pay attention. It- yeah. Oh, here. Yeah. Hi, judgy. Hi. Quick question. So I'm just a common lay person who has the Internet. There's nothing common about me. I see some things that mm, cause for alarm. Maybe we should look into this a little further. Well, here's what I do know. What I do know is if TMZ is saying this out in the open, very likely a court is not dumb and the judge is not going to be like, I think everything's fine. When do I go to golf? Okay. <laughs> like, it's very likely that they're doing their due diligence and we'll find out. Yeah. Because here's the other thing I do. I just wanted to add yesterday when I read that article about the uh, doctor who passed away unexpectedly from they believe in aneurysm. The cause of death is not being released. Well, also an aneurysm. I mean, I could put a hypodermic needle in your arm and give you an aneurysm. Come on. That scared me. Put something in your drink and okay. give you an aneurysm. Okay, you guys are rude. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's... I've listened to enough true crime podcasts to know this would not be hard. Am I saying, like, look, we're dealing with real people. That said, let's be human beings. We don't know. But there's enough stinky, smelly stuff, as you've said, and we've now um, belabored for, you know, this segment to show that something needs to be looked at a little closer. Yes. When we come back, we're going to look at Elizabeth Reese a little bit closer. She is bringing (laughs) us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here. She's brought all of the dirt directly from Hollywood. Hello. <laughs> I went there this morning and then came back. I'm so it's so good to see you. Good to see you too. Kylie Jenner. You're gonna see a lot of her because she posed nude with Travis Scott for Playboy. People are still posing nude for Playboy. It's so bizarre to me. Isn't that strange? I would like to pose for Playboy. She posted a photo would on you? her Instagram account today teasing her forthcoming cover and editorial for the magazine. So she's completely in the nude, wearing only a beige cowboy hat with her back turned to the camera while being held by her shirtless boyfriend. Yeah, he's got pants on. We uh, pointed this out earlier. He has pants on. Of course. Because also, you guys. I mean, because what? But she does. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, of course. Obviously, because we would clearly have the man is always partially clothed. Right. And then it's the woman who's standing there. Did you see the picture? I haven't looked at it. I encourage you to do so because. Yeah, just do it. It's like, first of all, they should have done it in a peach grove. Um, Second of all. I hear hear you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Second of all. Like, there's nothing natural about that pose. Like, hey, let's walk through an orchard naked with a hat on. I know. Like, also. Look what she's done to her body. You know, it's we a don't, fascinating thing. We don't I focus know. on women's bodies. But in this case, I'm going to suspend that rule because A, she's intentionally posing nude. And B, she uses corsets to transform her figure yeah. in such a way. That, and she's also added mileage or um, not mileage. Uh, it kind of looks like mileage. Something. <laughs> To her behind. To the behind. That oh, is yeah. not human. No, that's not her. That was, she was on so, board with that. It's a shelf. Yeah. It's a shelf. Yeah. It's legit. No, she did what she did the Kim program mm-hmm. on her booty. It's yeah. the, whatever the same. She went to the same doctor. Yeah. She was like, pump whatever amount of CCs my sister had into my booty yeah. area. All the same CCs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it literally is. Yeah. You know what? Do what you want to do. I don't actually care. What I care about is the, um, the mm, the protestation at anybody mm, noticing having it and it, having yeah. thoughts about it and the the way that they vehemently defend that they have had nothing done to their bodies yeah yeah you have i have eyeballs just be honest about it also i i have to say it she's got a child and that child is going to not look like her mommy because her mommy does <laughs> well, not. Her child's going to be like, why don't I look like anyone yeah, in my no. family was I adopted? It's Seriously. Like, no, honey. You just no, haven't had no, as many injections. You just, you just haven't made yourself pretty like mommy yet. You well, know, it's you're like, certainly it's, doing. What's the message you send there? Yeah, there's definitely a, um, you know, the, the reality is, and I, I get complex with this because I do feel like there are things that, you know, you can do to your face or to your body that whatever works for you. Yeah. But at the same time, I think when you've transformed yourself into this unrealistic ideal, mm-hmm. you're just contributing to this situation that you're never enough just being you. Yeah. And that is a really hard thing to wrestle with. And I also just think doing things that are harmful to your body should be called out. Like there's one thing, but putting in um, injectables in your face and Botox and like uh, who, and, who, who in this room? Well, I don't know about you, Elizabeth, but um, who else? He knows in this about room the other two. <laughs> hasn't stuck a little needle in their face on occasion. Um, you know, I'm all for that. But like the corset thing and the diet thing yeah. is very, and by diet, I mean like the tummy teas and things yep. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are, actually harmful and i think those you can call out without being i think you can call it some of those like silicone breast implants i mean a lot of people have a really hard time with those i mean there are things that it's just like it's not 
that great to do. That being said, you know, it's just a slippery slope, you guys. It's a spectrum. And so it gets tricky because you can always go, well, if that's not okay, then why is this okay? Mm-hmm. But some right. things are okay and some things aren't. And that's just the reality of life. Mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick are heading to Broadway together for the first time in oh, 23 years. Yeah, they're going to be back on stage playing husband and wife in a revival of Neil Simon's acclaimed 1968 play Plaza Suite. Oh, so they're going to play a trio of couples in the three-act comedy. And each act tells the tale of two characters exploring the conflict of their relationship in the same suite of the famed New York City Hotel, the so Plaza. Cool. I love this. What a great idea, yeah. right? Well, and I, mean, I love it's that not a new idea. They're nope. redoing it. But I love that they're doing this. Like, I do too. I love that they are going to do this together. I think that this is a great time in their careers to do this. Totally. And probably kind of a wonderful time in their marriage to do this, right? Their kids are growing up. Yeah. And they've got some of the time. This is the second time they've shared the Broadway stage together. So in 1996, Sarah Jessica Parker replaced Megan Mullally in How to Succeed in in Business business. Without Really Trying. And she and Matthew Broderick got married the next year. So um, I think this is really fun. Yeah. I've always loved Matthew Broderick. Love him. Torch Song Trilogy. I love him and I love her. I love the whole thing. I think it'd be so fun to be friends with them. Yeah. I just don't understand people who criticize the SJP or the Matthew Broderick. Oh, because yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you know, criticize everything. You gotta do something. Don't welcome, do welcome it. to the Colleen and Bradley Pick show. Pick your battles, uh, Elizabeth. Thank you for that lovely dirt alert. Thanks, Good guys. job. We need somebody to play our thirty-second pop culture challenge. Six five one six four one one zero seven one thirty seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk one zero seven one. Dalsy, who's on that phone over there? Or We've, Colleen? I'll, 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 we'll let Holly answer. Sure. We've got Jordan on the phone, and Jordan is playing for my Talk 1071 t shirt. Fabulous. Jordan, are you ready to play the 30 second pop culture challenge? I hope so. Okay, well, now's your time. We time will so begin too. after I ask the first question. Here we go. The Crawley family are the subjects of what TV series? Yes. Calvin Broadus is the real name of which hip-hop star? Calvin Harris? Calvin Broadus. Oh, that's... What movie won the Oscar for Best Picture this year? What band's first album is nicknamed the Blue Album? Uh, Kiss. Nope. <laughs> Which actor plays the character Rambo? Oh, Jordan, I'm oh, Jordan. so sorry. That was We basically was shamed Jordan into calling. And then and then gave her or uh he uh questions that um Jordan was not able to answer. Yes. So let's answer those so that Jordan doesn't feel like a full failure. I mean, sometimes today. it works like that. It's true. And those were like, I mean, I, I gotta love say. That's so diplomatic. Sometimes it works that the, way. the world does not always hand you success. Okay, let's go through those questions and get the answers. Basically so all can of know. them. Yep. It's okay. It happens. Please call us again, Jordan. You'll get better questions. Maybe. For you, I'm saying. Perhaps. The Crawley family, or I'm sorry, Crawley family, are the subjects of which TV series? That would be Downton Abbey. Calvin Broadus is the real name of which hip hoop star? That would be Snoop Dogg. Snoop. What movie won the Oscar for Best Picture this year? Green Book. 
What band's first album is nicknamed the Blue Album? Weezer. Which actor plays the character Rambo? That would be Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, we're sorry you didn't win today. You can try again tomorrow. Anybody can try tomorrow because we play the 30-second pop culture challenge every day at 1230. And now that we've gotten all those answers out of our system, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Hot celebrity gossip. Mm. Lay it on us. All right. Here's your first blind item, Colleen and Bradley. Try to solve this mystery. Mookie. A lot of revisionist history with this former A-plus list, mostly movie actress, with an Oscar win slash nomination and her dealings with the disgraced producer. Everyone in the industry knows how she got a certain role and how she got that nomination. Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow. We see you, Goop. There you go. All right, let me fill in the blank for you. So a lot of revisionist history with Gwyneth Paltrow regarding her dealings with Harvey Weinstein. Everyone in the industry knows how she got a certain role in Shakespeare in Love, possibly Emma, and how she got that nomination. She was nominated and won for Shakespeare in Love. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and we're going to talk about this later in the show today, so stay tuned. Are we? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, we're doing Gooper Scoopers, right? Yes. Oh, good. Did you uh, not know that? Maybe. Okay. I just forgot. Well. Yay! We're do it. Yay! Anyway, uh, what I was going to say about that story. <laughs> you okay over there? <laughs> I just found something in my teeth. Okay. Yum. While you're figuring that out, <laughs> I just want to say that um, the thing that I will agree with is... Because, like, I don't need to always agree with Enti Lawyer who does these blind items. But what I will say is that very well may be true. She might be trying to perpetuate some revisionist history. Mm -hmm. But that is not the fault of um, the women who wrote the book, which just came out called She Said. Mm -hmm. And what what they really recount is that she was right there at the forefront during the investigation trying to help. Now... You might question her motives for helping at that moment, but when other people weren't willing to do so, I think you do have to give her credit for doing that, whatever her motives may be. And you know, it's interesting because I will hold in the same space the fact that like she did the right thing by being helpful and also perhaps had ulterior motives for that. But at the end of the day, I will put ahead of the ulterior motives The fact that she did something helpful that ended up allowing a lot of people to have their voices heard. Also, a human being who puts their own interests first or at least secondary to whatever it is they're doing. Right. Shocking. We rag on her for doing just that, but but it's. But at least it was in service of like bringing down this titan of tragedy. Exactly. But before we move on, do you guys know the story about Gwyneth Paltrow stealing that role in Shakespeare in Love from somebody else? No. No. Tell Uh, us more. The hot goss on that role in Shakespeare in Love that Gwyneth Paltrow got and she eventually won the Oscar for. Story is, is that her BFF at the time, Winona Ryder, had that script sitting on a desk. And she was interested in that role. (gasps) Then Gwyneth Paltrow side-eyed, saw the script, (gasps) and then mysteriously became interested and stole the role from Winona Ryder. (gasps) Oh my God. Winona Ryder had something stole from her? Right. Should have thought that all (laughs) the way through. Maybe that was... That Karma. Was, exactly. But maybe that's also what allowed Gwyneth Paltrow... That was the excuse she used for herself. You know? Karma comes in different forms. Yeah, but that was before. It's a chameleon, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Winona Ryder 
had the whole oh. Barney's debacle. Well, this you know, was maybe before she wouldn't have had the debacle At if Barney's. she would have. Isn't would've... that when you have things stuck to the side of you and you need to get it shaved <laughs> yeah. off? A Barney's debacle. <laughs> Sorry, that was cute. Do you have another blind eye? Yeah, let's move on. Blinded by the idol. Oh, another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. This is confirmed, by the way. Yeah. We know who this is about. And Colleen and Bradley, I know you know who this okay. is about. If the foreign-born A-minus-B-plus list actress is pregnant, then why was she drinking and chain-smoking as recently as two weeks ago? If she is pregnant, it didn't come the natural way, which means there would probably be twins. And if she is pregnant, it means that she did the calculations that she can make more money from the pregnancy than from the movies she could do in the interim. Whoa. This isn't who I think it is. Yeah. Priyanka Chopra? Chopra? No! Whoa! Now, if you Google Priyanka Chopra and pregnancy, there were a couple of gossipy headlines saying that pregnancy is on her to-do list. I, well, we, yeah. didn't, we never got we, to talking about that, but that made my eyes roll all the way out of also, my head. also, we did talk about, because this is not the first time they've talked about being pregnant or having kids. Yeah. Remember, they were like, we'll get to that someday, but we want to have a career and a life that our children will be proud of before we bring them into this world. Yeah, and we're yeah. like, that's crap. And now they're like, oh, wow, our opportunities from our lavish wedding are drying up. We better produce a baby. Yeah, so let me fill in the blank for you. So if Priyanka Chopra is pregnant, then why was she drinking and chain smoking as recently as two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. And by the way, maybe she might be a mother of multiples if she is expecting. And if Priyanka Chopra is pregnant, it means that she did the calculations that she can make more money from the pregnancy than from the well, movies duh. that she could do in the interim. I mean, honestly, like I don't want to believe that she's going to get pregnant before this relationship dissolves. Because those are actual human beings with lives that would be impacted. But but to that point, and we've said this time and time again, whenever people question us, like, why do you always believe about all these fake celebrity relationships? Like, you, you, you don't have to have, you don't actually have to really be in love to have children with someone. Yeah, newsflash, it happens all the time. What? I would imagine it actually happens probably more than more, it does. Yeah. It's how, yeah. how true that is. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I don't know what to do with that, and I can't wait to see where that goes. Well, now we're on bump watch, so just wait for the yeah. whiff. The, the, the tell will be, insofar as Priyanka Chopra's pregnancy is concerned, if they want us to believe that she's pregnant, you're going to start to see these rumors popping up somewhere yeah. in some low-level tabloid yep. or some uh, Indian tabloid, because a lot of for those of you who don't pay as close attention as we do, a lot of those stories will bubble up in the Indian tabloid yep. media mm-hmm. before they come over here. So I wouldn't be surprised if we, if that's going to happen, if we start to see these stories about like, oh, within like the next couple of weeks. But I'm really hoping that's not happening. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, oh, we don't have time for another one. I could do, I seriously could do blind items all day, all day, but we don't have time for that. that. We should do a special Colleen and Bradley episode where it's all blind items or at least like an hour. Could we do a whole three hour episode of blind items? Of course we could. We can do anything we want. Who would stop us? Nobody. You're right. Arthur. Maybe. Presumably. But Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, 
I, fine, I will bite. Apparently, there was a, a Biachi member of the Desperate Housewives cast. What? And I Did know. you just time travel from 2005? Well, I, you know, there's a reason why this is being talked about, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, we're going to try to solve the Cobra mystery after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. All right, fine. Uh, I saw these headlines yesterday and I resisted them, but I'll bite. Uh, which one of the actresses on Desperate Housewives was the big biatch? This is the Colleen and Bradley what? show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I gotta be really honest. Like, I saw, I'm sort of tongue in cheek about this because the truth is, I'm actually seriously irritated with the fact that. In an ensemble cast of women, there is always going to be a conversation about which one is the nasty biatch. She's a bitch. And it's so irritating because you do not hear that about all male casts. You will hear such and such was difficult to work with. Such and such kept to himself on set. Thus and such was a shrewd negotiator and and earned far more than everybody else. But you never hear, this guy was a straight up, uh and you just don't hear that. But but with a all-female cast, whether it's Sex in the City or Desperate Housewives or Insert, there's always somebody who was the B-word. Facts of life. Who's Joe? That is actually true. Three's company. It was Chrissy. I know. She was a hot mess. Do you see what I'm saying, though? There's all, and we and we always get ourselves into this conversation. But what if it's because there really is always a biatch? Or I'm maybe she just is a person who is not easy to work with. Can I ask you a question? Yes. What are you going to tell me? I'm. <laughs> I mean, I think we've all been the bitch in this particular this is room. True. That's okay, That's and true. I'm willing to admit that. Mm-hmm. But insofar as your current argument is concerned, yeah. I'd like to double back and ask you a legitimate question okay. pertaining to your conversation. Is it the framing? Is it the vocabulary? What is the particular yes. uh, point that rubs you the wrong way? Because, well, first, answer those very important questions. It's all of the above. It's honestly all of the above. It's that a woman can't, like, saying that a woman is a bitch is a way of just saying, I don't know what it's saying. It doesn't say it's, that she's mean, that mm-hmm. she is standoffish that she is now to be fair the story about desperate housewives is that eva longoria in being supportive of her friend felicity huffman uh also shared that she felt bullied on the on the set of desperate housewives and that going to work felt like a nightmare to her and that it was felicity huffman who basically kind of took her under her wing and said it's okay we got this we'll do this together and it's led everybody to have the conversation and I'm not saying I haven't fallen for this in the past. It's led everybody to now be in the conversation of, oh, fine. Okay, so which one of them was the bitch? Okay, so um, the reason I asked you those questions is because I think um, a couple things. One is sometimes people are, for all intents and purposes, biaches, or at least would exhibit biache-like behavior, right? Yeah. Like in a group environment, there sometimes can be a person who rubs people the wrong way as a general rule. Now there might be reasons for that. They might it it is a very complicated thing in terms of the formula for how, you know, in group dynamics those things happen. So then, okay, so we know that that behavior can happen. 
why is it, I guess, or I, I guess I don't know where I'm going other than to say in this particular case, is it sort of that just like old stereotype that they're being lazy in the reporting of the story? Because I'm still yeah, interested probably. in the story of her feeling bullied on the set. Like, I want to know those details. I I can I understand taking issue with the way that, you know, E news is framing this as like find out who the bitch is yeah well it is it's a salacious headline right there was a bitch on the set of desperate housewives better to say this fascinating story about the behind the scenes drama on desperate housewives will interest you or whatever that framing is Mm -hmm. and and then i guess what i'm saying is there are Bitches, how do you talk about them? But I also will say, like, the way you even just said it, like, the the behind-the-scenes drama, that you don't hear that when it's an all-male cast. You don't hear about the the behind-the-scenes drama. Oh, I absolutely agree. I I think part of it is the disparity in, you know, how we talk about groups of women working together versus how we talk about groups of men working together. Because by all accounts, there are men... I mean, hello, Harvey Weinstein, anybody? You know, there are people, there are male humans who are awful, terrible, rude, bully-like, awful people. But you don't, that is protected in a different way in Hollywood. Where when it is a group of women, it is very easy to have that headline be clickbait. Somebody was a bitch on the on the set of Desperate Housewives and everybody goes, oh, who was it? Who was stirring up all the drama? What if it was... uh, you know, I don't even know. I'm trying to remember the names of the actors. I don't want to say James Denton because I know he's a lovely human being yeah. and we love him. But Jesse Metcalf. Yeah, what if it was yeah. Jesse Metcalf? Oh, well, there are stories about Jesse Metcalf. They're not framed the same way. Yeah. But I think the interest in what's going I'm I'm just trying to say I don't we need to talk then about how we talk about stories. And it's usually to me, it's probably less about Eva Longoria and Marsha Cross and honestly more about E News. Right. Well, right, E News and everybody else who reported the story. Because that really was, I mean, that was the common headline yesterday was, and it wasn't even, what's interesting about it is, to me, one of the fascinating things is the way that Eva Longoria was coming to the defense of Felicity Huffman in the wake of the college admission scandal and like wrote this statement that basically was all about how Felicity Huffman impacted her life as like a means by which to say she's a good, decent human. She made a huge mistake, but this is all the great stuff I know about her as a way of supporting another woman. Yeah. But in that they focused on they the focus on who yeah. was the bitch on the cast. Yeah. Right. So in the celebration of somebody being a really decent, amazing human being, they're like, "Ooh, look at this taste. Exactly. The headline is titillation. There's a t- there was a ton of drama on the set of Desperate Housewives. Which one was the bitch? Mm-hmm. And we all, because we're conditioned to do it, we all go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you guys. I want to know, know what's going on. And I will, I will say working with a bunch no, I'm just kidding. You, you be careful. What I'm saying <laughs> is working with a group of people, mm-hmm. I will tell you that rarely is what you, um, one person's takeaway from how something went down the actual takeaway right and so that's that's where things like these are like it's just to me it's lazy yes it's obviously sexist and this is nothing new right but but even but the fact that it's 2019 and e-news is publishing this type of crap just shows how lazy they are because because you just said in a few moments what the actual fascinating thing about the story was that they could have totally focused on and got just as much attention right exactly 
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I have a very serious question for you. Are you in love with any of your household appliances? Because mm-hmm. I am. 651-641-1071. I'm having a relationship with my vacuum cleaner, and we're going to talk about it. I, oh, not like that, you sickos. That have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.